Welcome to the Working Moms Podcast, featuring inspiring stories and resources for the modern working mom. I'm your host, Pamela Moss, estate planning attorney, mom, and owner of Law Mother. All right. Welcome, Michelle. I'm so glad to see you here. I'm so glad to see you. I've gotten to talk to you, but now we can see each other face to face. Um, Can you go ahead and introduce yourself? Yes, I am Michelle Glogovac. I am the CEO and founder of the MSL Collective, which is a podcast pitching and PR agency. And I am the host of the My Simplified Life podcast. Awesome. Yeah. One of the things I really love about you, Michelle, and I was listening to your podcast is how you simplify things for people to improve your life. It's so helpful. So I'm so excited to have you on to talk to my audience today. Thank you. I I think a lot of people think, and I say this because I get pitches for this, is that they think I'm simplifying like clutter and stuff like that, but I'm not. I'm trying to make things simple that, you know, to let you know you can do whatever it is you want to do and then offer tips and tools for businesses, you know, so that way you can implement them without having to go Google and do your own research. I love that. And kind of want to jump into a hot topic, which is What is your number one piece of advice for working moms who are listening today? I would say that it's this whole myth of a work-life balance, that balance is actually living in the moment and being present with whatever you're doing. So my example would be like last Saturday, I went on a walk with the family and then I came home and I was reading a book for work and then I had to switch and do some pitching research and then I made dinner. And so I did all of these things. So it sounds like it was chaotic, but it was total balance because in each moment I was exactly where I needed to be and fully present and focused. And so that's what balance is about. It's not about perfection of five hours doing this and five hours doing that. That would be my biggest tip. I love that. And that's so helpful. And you own a successful PR business. And can you tell us a little bit about your background, how you got into PR and how you created your business? Yeah, it's totally random. Um, I thought I'd be an attorney uh, all my childhood in college, but I needed a part-time job while I was in college and I didn't have a car and I could walk to the airport. So I started out in general aviation, doing customer service and meeting celebrities and CEOs and famous people. And it was a blast. And when I graduated, they put me on salary and benefits while I saw friends moving back home. So I thought I'm just going to stick with it. And I stayed in corporate aviation for 18 years. I did start to go to law school and then I was married and started having kids. And so I paused that because I had miscarried in the middle of it. I took the first year law exam and I literally miscarried like two weeks later. Mm -hmm. So I said, forget it. I'll just stop the law school thing, focus on having kids. And I did that and ended up transferring my unit so I could get my master's in law. And after 18 years, I was actually laid off from my job. I had two little ones. They're 12 months and three weeks apart. So they were about two and three when this happened. And I thought, what is it that I can do to be home with them? So we're not traveling. My husband's in aviation too. So we were all going to all the places all together. 
And I stumbled upon a podcast. I hadn't even listened to a podcast before. So in September of 2018, I listened to my first podcast and this business life coach said, we all have a purpose. We all have a passion, you know, go find it. And I was like, yeah, I'm going to find it. I don't know what it is, but I'm going to find it. And she ended up reaching out to me and said, you obviously like what I'm doing because you're talking about it. Do you want to pitch me to be on podcasts? And I went, oh, okay, yeah. So I started doing that and pitching her. And it really snowballed to working with her on her podcast, then people coming to me, you know, can you help me on mine? Can you produce mine? And I just learned everything there was about podcasting. And then I launched my own. And I found out that I really loved the pitching part. So it's really podcast PR. And as I got so good with that, my clients went, well, what else can you do for us? Can you get me somewhere else if you've gotten me on this big show? And I went, yeah, why not? It's the same thing. It's all relationship based. You know, it's growing that relationship, being authentic and genuine in how you're doing it. And it's taken me this long really to realize that that's what I've been doing my entire career. You know, I sold jet fuel. I didn't know anything about jet fuel. I can't fly a plane, but it was the relationships I made with all of the flight departments and dispatchers that continued on with me for almost two decades. And it's just been creating new relationships in a different space online that is helping me, you know, be good at what I'm doing. I love learning that about you. And I think from looking at what you've done in the world, I would have never guessed that it all started with you being a fan of someone's podcast. And I love hearing that and learning that about you. Um, So for people who are listening and, you know, they're thinking, okay, maybe, well, I couldn't be on a podcast or why would anyone want me in a podcast? What, um, what would you tell them as far as who should be pitched on podcasts, who should get on podcasts? Um, What can podcasting do for people's businesses and their careers? Well, first, I think that everyone has a story that needs to be shared. And it's our duty to share that story because it can be life-changing. You only need one person to be listening for it to affect someone. And I think to have that mentality of your ability to change really the world because you're affecting one person, you're letting them know that they're not alone in their journey, you know, whether it's their marriage or where they are in life and school and their business, there's so many different things. Um, I would say that we all have an opportunity to be on a podcast because we have something to share when it comes to businesses we're an expert on something. You know, I, I can talk to you about podcasting. I can talk to you about PR. I can give you my story, but I'm not going to come on and sell my, myself, sell my, my business. I don't think that's what podcast interviews are about and it, they never should. So if that's your intent going in, then it's not going to work for you. But you have to also realize that it's going to automatically happen. If somebody listens to you and they like you, then they're going to come seek you out and buy from you. So going in with whatever story you have, your experience, that's got to be the key and where you start from. And I think a lot of people don't realize how many different things they can actually talk about. I've worked with clients who there's one in particular who was in the DIY space. And she thought that all she could talk about is DIY stuff and using a drill and all of these things as a woman. And I go, but your background's actually in finance and you've made this huge change and you can talk about this and you have a business. And it was like eye-opening. It was the light bulb for her of going, oh, 
I can talk about all of these other things. So that's how I help my clients is looking at digging deeper, you know, and what you're putting out into the world. Is that what you want to be known for? Because oftentimes you'll put something on your website and it's not really what you want. I had one client who I sent her her media kit and she goes, where did you get this wording from? It's like, I, this isn't me. And I go, it's on your website, on your homepage. So you know, be aware of what you're putting out there on social media, on your websites. Is that what you want to be known for? And if someone's listening and they are some type of expert, what can being a guest on a podcast do for them? Or if they're a business owner, what can being a guest? So you talked about, you know, your story is important and you can make such a difference. And what are some of the results that you've seen with your clients as far as when they, you know, get on podcasts and are interviewed? People seek them out. People will buy their courses. People will buy their books. People will come and want to use their services uh, because it's an opportunity. You're in someone's ear. You know, you're getting intimate with them um, in a way that you wouldn't otherwise. You get to, they get to hear what you sound like. What would it be like to work with you because you're telling your story, you're, you're just out there. You're, you're being vulnerable to a certain extent. Um, I think that's really what it is, you know, what, um, as far as what types of podcasts you should pitch to, do you have any advice as far as kind of where you should be looking as far as who to pitch to and how to pitch with over a million podcasts? It's really hard to figure out where you should be pitching. Um, I will look through Apple podcasts, but that's not always, it's not always the best place to do your research because not everybody comes up the way they should. So I love using Instagram and using hashtags, searching, you know, mom podcasts, searching uh, law podcasts, and looking up the topics that you want to cover, and you will find the podcasts that are there. Um, and to go back to what you said, I had lost my train of thought for a second, because I'm like, I know there's something else I want to say about being on podcasts and how it helps you is that it's evergreen content too. So you're now on Apple Podcasts, you're there, but if the podcast host is also doing show notes, you're now showing up on a website. Your Google's going to find you through the podcast. If they're doing social media, now you're on all of these different platforms with just one interview. So you get much more exposure from a podcast than really anything else, truly. And should you be looking for podcasts that have a certain amount of viewers or is it more looking for kind of your specific niche? I think it's much more important to have your niche than it is to look at the numbers of reviews or downloads because you want to reach your ideal client. And you could pitch yourself to, say, a Jenna Kutcher or an Amy Porterfield and millions of people are listening but they don't want to listen to you. Like you have nothing that's relating to these people. Whereas if, you know, maybe you're a plumber and you go on Jenna's podcast, well, who, who's going to be like, yay, a plumber. But then you find the handyman podcast and that's where your plumber audience is. So you want to find those people because, you know, it goes back to the changing one life. Well, getting that one customer is going to be so much more beneficial than being listened to by a million people who are never going to use your service. And do you recommend people start their own podcast or, or kind of appear on podcast first and then kind of make the decision? What's your kind of take on that? 
I think it depends on how much time you have, because as you know, as a host, uh, producing a podcast takes time. It's about four hours of work that goes into one podcast episode from the interview recording to the editing, the show notes, the graphics, the uploading. There's a lot that goes into it. So although I think it's great because it's your own, you have to be mindful of the time commitment that goes into it because you need to be consistent when you have a podcast. You need to have your episodes coming out regularly because your audience is waiting for that. They're listening. Whereas if you're being a guest, you show up, you record, and then you're done. So it's much easier and you should share your episodes too, <laughs> but it's much easier to simply show up. So I think it really depends on what your purpose is. If you can do a combination of both, then great. But just keep in mind that there's time commitments that go into both. What, um, what are some of the advantages for someone to work with someone like you to pitch them versus kind of doing it on their own? Part of it's time. Because as I said, it takes time to research the right podcasts, to reach out, to follow up, to do all of that heavy lifting. That's why you would hire someone like me in addition to the relationships I already have. So I have, you know, I've got my little black book of people I can call on and, you know, hey, Pam would make a great guest on your show. Do you want to have her on? And it's, you know, yes, of course, if you recommend her, then I'll take her on versus you having to go and establish that relationship. You know, I listen to all of the podcasts that I pitch to before pitching to them because I want to be able to relate either myself or my client to the host. And that's going to save you time, especially if I have certain podcasts that I just know now, you know, they don't expect, they don't need to have me personalize and say, oh, I listened to your most recent episode. They know I've listened. They know who I am. They know that I'm bringing quality guests. And, you know, some have said, don't even pitch to me. Here's my calendar link. If you've got someone, just book them. Oh, that's great. And you've kind of described, you know, for business owners, they get, you get the exposure, you get that connection with clients. And it sounds like, and you get the SEO, right? Like back yeah. to your website, the links. Um, do you work with people in certain industries or in certain areas of the country or, or have you done kind of everything everywhere? Uh, mainly everyone's in the United States. Okay. So, but it's, you know, around the country I've worked with, um, Emmy award-winning photographer. I've worked with life coaches, business coaches, authors, um, conscious influencers, DI, DEI experts, DIY experts, uh, you know, it's a whole plethora of things, fitness experts. It, it's all over the place. And do people typically work with you for a certain time period or is it month to month? No, I ask for a six month contract because oftentimes for one reason or another, it's not the first pitch that you're going to get. It's all in the follow-up. And, you know, I say this over and over that, you know, the second month is really where things start to you know, kick into gear because even though you've sent the pitch and it doesn't mean that silence is a no, I gently will nudge, Hey, did you have any questions? You know, just checking in. And so often it's, Oh my gosh, I totally meant to send you a response and I missed it. I had one today, yesterday, I sent a bunch of uh, follow-ups for one client. And today I had uh, a reporter come back and she goes, I, I thought that I replied to you. Yes. Yes. I want an interview. My goodness. I can't believe I didn't reply. I'm so sorry. And you know, it's, you get lost sometimes. So, you know, a gentle nudge reminder and not 
the next day, you know, give it some time, a couple weeks, that's really where it's going to, to fall into place. And you mentioned reporters. So do you do some um, pitching to other media types for clients? I do traditional PR as well. Yes. I had clients who said, you're getting me on a podcast. What else can you do for me? So I branched out into traditional media and, you know, landing people in Thrive Global, CNN, uh, our local KQED is a PBS channel we have. I have clients who've done that. Um, I've got clients who've gotten onto the Associated Press, which is great because those outlets then get picked up by other outlets. So it's that whole trickle effect of, oh, you landed here, but really we got you all over these places, Cosmo. So all all kinds of things. That's great. And um, for people listening who, you know, aren't sure when is a good time for them to kind of do this type of PR, what, what advice would you have? When is it a good time for someone to kind of link up with someone like you and get PR for their business? When you're ready to bring business to yourself. Uh, You know, if you, if you have an established business, then you should be doing it. You know, I wouldn't say if you're in the, I don't know what I want to do. I don't have a website. I just, you're just kind of out there and you, you don't know what it is you're doing, then it's probably not the best time. But if you have a business and you want to get clients and you, you want to gain that exposure as the authority and the expert, then now is the time. That's great. So I always like to kind of wrap up with one of my final questions is what is your legacy? What's the legacy you're building? I want to change the world and how I want to do that is by really changing lives to let people know that they're not alone in whatever they're doing. And it doesn't have to be that it's me personally doing that, but in having clients who do that. So everyone that I work with is doing something that I truly believe in. I, if I don't believe in a client and their purpose and their mission, then I'm not working with them. Or it's a very quick relationship that, you know, gets extinguished fast. Um, so it's really in, you know, making a better place for my kids where they grow up and to know that, you know, especially now that you have a voice that matters, you need to stand up for others. You know, we're all equal. We need to be treated that way. And, and that's what I hope that I leave in this world. I love that. Well, thank you so much, Michelle. Where can people find you if they want to get connected? Thank you. Uh, my website is the mslcollective.com. And you can also find me on Instagram at Michelle Glogovac. And I'm on Facebook, Twitter, all the places. And my podcast is My Simplified Life, wherever you listen to podcasts. Thank you so much, Michelle. We will include all of that in the show notes. Thank you. Hey mama, I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Head over to my website, lawmother.com forward slash podcast for all the show notes and links you heard in today's episode. You'll also be able to get access to my free legal tool for you to name legal guardians for your children to protect them and have that peace of mind. It's all right there at lawmother.com.